This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. So let's try to do some work here and analyze some of these MLB updates and narratives and news stories. So we're less than 12 hours away from the MLB trade deadline. There may be more moves on the way, but as it stands now, which of the contending teams that would be in right now made the best moves to help themselves come playoff time? We got the Braves plus 325 to win it all. Dodgers plus 450, Rays 7 to 1, Astros 8 to 1, and Rangers 9 to 1, who we know made a splashy move. So of all these mm-hmm. teams, we've got the odds listed for you. Who do you think uh, made the best move so far? I think it's the Rangers, and I know that's an easy thing yeah. to say because you're you're like, oh well, to pay, pick the obvious one. But really, Max Scherzer is what I love about Max and, and this move is it's not just one of the pitchers. I believe one of the best pitchers in the game. But you're talking about a guy who has been in this situation, and that more than anything has such value come the postseason because you never know how someone is going to pitch. Remember what was it? It was just last year when Justin Verlander had a history of struggling in the postseason and he finally kind of came together and got it done during playoff time, he wasn't necessarily great all time in the playoffs. So just because you're a big name, just because you're a very good player, doesn't necessarily mean you show up when the lights are brightest. Max Scherzer is one of those guys. Jordan Montgomery, he's the best Carter or best starter on the Cardinals staff, at least he was, and now he can help fill that gap until Nathan Eovaldi gets healthy. And then Chris Stratton is a nice addition to go along with Will Smith and Roldis Chapman. I think the Rangers have done a very nice job of piecing together this team. And also, the values there at 9-1, to one, there's a lot to like about what Texas did. I think the only sabotage factor for the Rangers is that their pitching staff was probably better like three years ago. Because when you see Max yeah. Scherzer at the top and a Roldis Chapman at the back who is back to throwing absolute gas, I don't know how this guy does it. Like He's like a 1,000 years yeah. old. Maybe he's not a 1,000 years old. But it feels like he's been in the postseason like every year for like the past 10 years with like multiple different teams. So, But that is the, the starting point for me is that maybe these yeah. guys are not at the height of their prime, but they are still very, very good and also have a wealth of postseason experience. Like I said, Aroldis Chapman, how many times do you remember watching the Fox broadcast, you know, in the postseason when it's fall baseball and you see Aroldis Chapman coming into close? Like he has all this experience. Same goes for Max Scherzer. So postseason experience is very valuable, especially when the game is on the line for closers, for starters, and especially for top-end pitching because we were just talking about WRC+. Plus. Uh, the Texas Rangers have the second-best WRC+, plus in all of baseball, which, if you don't know, is one of the premier predictive metrics mm-hmm. when it comes to run scoring. If you look at the best team in the league, it's the Atlanta Braves. So pretty much on core, on par for the best offenses in baseball because we knew the Rangers – could tear the cover off the ball when it comes to their offense. Half the American League lineup in the All-Star game was the Texas Rangers. So I agree with you. I like the Rangers here. And the fact that they're still only 9-1 to is kind of mind-boggling to me. Like, I feel like there's still some value there. 
there is a ton of value. And also when you say WRC plus, that to me sounds like something you should spray on your tires to get rid of the grime. Yeah, man, just grab some WRC plus over there, spray it, spray it down, let it sit for about 30 seconds. It's going to be just fine. You can get just so into numbers, but but yes, for for a team that is this good, hit, the Rangers can out hit you most nights, by the way. And now mm-hmm. their staff as a whole is stronger. So if we're talking about value, which of course we always are on this show, the fact that they are still nine to one is I don't want to say it's a mystery to me, but I'm I'm surprised we haven't seen that shorten a little bit. So let's go down these uh, World Series favorites right now. Are there any okay. of the favorites you would take a swing on? Because I have a feeling that the Dodgers are still going to make a big move. They're plus 450 right now, but the Braves yeah. are an absolute juggernaut. And I think the thing for the Braves is, even if they don't make a move, they have a ton of pitchers that are on the injured list right now that are set to return. Yeah. Like Max Fried's not pitching right now. Uh, Kyle Wright, who led the team in wins last year, is set to return. So I don't know. It's going to be real interesting down the stretch. And speaking of, which teams on the edge of contention, in other words, not in the playoffs right now, did the most to help their team get to the mm-hmm. playoffs? Get. G-I-T. Get to getting. Get. Uh, the, <laughs> the Phillies, who are minus 370 to make the playoffs. The Rangers, minus 850 to make the playoffs. I think we've said our piece on the Rangers. Uh, Arizona, yes. plus 110 to make the playoffs. The Cubs are three to one to make it. And the Angels are still six to one, which we know that's mm-hmm. an interesting discussion. But of these janks, who do you think made the correct moves? I want to say Angels. I want to go with the Angels so badly here. And just because of the value. Again, you're looking at six to one. I, I don't know. The Angels are interesting in that they obviously have show. Mike Trout is going to come back. Okay. So they're winning right now. They're 11-5 and five in their last 16 since the All-Star break. They're keeping Shohei. Mike Trout's going to return. Lucas Giolito, when he's on his game, certainly has Cy Young caliber stuff. 6-6 six and six this year, 3.79 ERA. He's inconsistent. I get that. But he does make them better. And Reynaldo Lopez is a guy that I think can be better than people anticipate, could really help them and their middle relief. I know it's kind of off, not off the books. No one's going to go with the Angels because they do this every year. They have the talent. They never make the postseason. I'm going to go Angels. I think there are some teams worth a swing when it comes to the big plus money to make the postseason because we talked about this at the top of the show, how you would think that where you stand at August 1st is pretty much an indicator of how your season is going to go. But only 72% of eventual division champions – held at least a share of their division lead on August 1st, which you say to yourself, okay, 72%, that's a pretty big chunk. But for, you know, a month left of the season, the fact that there's still a 30% chance that somebody's going to win the division when they don't have a share of the lead is pretty wild to me, especially with some of these division races, pretty tight. Like we have several division races that are within three games. So it's basically anybody's game when it comes to winning some of these division races and even winning the World Series. 15 of 26 World Series winners yeah. since 1996 led their divisions entering on August. So like only 15 of 26. And that's just to lead their division. So it's saying two things. It's saying that it's not too late for some of these teams. Mm-hmm. And also that you don't necessarily have to lead your division to win a World Series. So, Jenks, do you see any of these dark horses? Like, do you think anybody fits this mold mm-hmm. of a team who – you know, isn't in contention for their division, 
isn't in contention, you know, to maybe win their division at the end of all things, but you can come through the wild card. We see it every single year where a team gets hot down the stretch. Yeah. You saw it with the Nationals, the Phillies last year. Do you think the Angels fit that mold? Maybe at six to one, I think yes. But outside of that, I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. I would say that I'm not. I'm not completely sold on just giving up on the race just yet. This is still a very talented team. And they could still win the division. Like right now, they're right in the middle of the wild card race, obviously. And the O's have a what a one and a half game lead in the AL East. So I don't want to forget about the race. I know they're not on this list, but I love the move for Aaron Savali, and he absolutely makes that rotation better. But we have sort of forgotten about them. And listen, they had a completely forgettable july it was awesome but you mentioned 15 out of 26 a lot can happen between now and then so if you talk about splitting the difference certainly the rays are not the 13 and 0 team that we saw at the start of the year but they're certainly not as bad as we saw in july so if they're somewhere in the middle or better than that and i think they got better with the addition of Savali, then that's a team that I wouldn't sleep on. We're not talking about the Rays right now. Everybody's down on them but that's when you want to jump on teams that maybe people aren't paying attention to but the problem for me with the Rays is that they still are the third favorites to win the World Series. Because oh, I get what yeah. you're saying. And I think as opposed to the you know the middle of the season where they were probably one of the favorites, right now they're only 7-1 to one to win the World Series. So I think those odds are still too short for me. I think yeah. I'd be looking further down the list. We both kind of like the Rangers. I don't want to speak for you, but we really like the moves. Their lineup's good, and especially at that price, 9-1. to one. What about the Astros? Because they're in yeah. kind of the rumor mill to possibly land old friend Justin Verlander. Oh. Do you think the Astros are lurking as a team that maybe people aren't talking about that certainly could turn it on in the postseason? Oh, dude, I would love it if they just went back to the well and brought back Verlander. What a great story that would be. The odds would probably change. Who knows what's going to, what's interesting about this conversation, Chelsea, is mm -hmm. that depending on what happens this afternoon, we could be having a completely different conversation tomorrow. Maybe not. Maybe it's the same. Maybe we're underwhelmed. But if the Astros go out and say, okay, it's time for us to make a move, and they bring in a stud, be it Verlander or someone else, then all of a sudden it's different. And the Astros are another team that, just like the Braves, they're going to get better because they will get healthier. And that's one of the things that when you talk about the 15 out of 26, this happens a lot of times in, in any sport where teams get healthier down the stretch and then it's, okay, now we're at full strength. Now we're ready to go. And the Astros are definitely one of those teams. Uh, it makes my stomach kind of turn. Does anybody even root for the Astros anymore? I know it's not even the same team as like, the cheating yeah. scandal, but still, it feels almost wrong to root for the Astros. Mm. It doesn't feel right. At what point do you let it go? I'm, I'm, I'm just probably asking never. This <laughs> probably never, never, probably never. They still have I some remember, of the guys. No, and I remember last year when Trey Mancini and I married Trey and his wife Sarah. We know that, but when he got traded to the Astros, and people were like, "I want Trey to win a ring so badly," but God. God, the Ash like it, they, it was always the caveat. Like I'm so rooting for him, but also the Astros. Like, there's just a visceral hate when it comes to the Astros. No matter what, you're probably right. Fifty years from now, there's going to be some old guy going, 
I hate the Astros. They've always been a bunch of cheaters. They've been cheating for decades. They'd be once once you do that, some people never let it go. Well, and also it's hard to argue against that old man, and that old man is probably going to be me. But it's crazy <laughs> to me that the evil empire is no longer the Yankees, too. Like I don't think people mm-hmm. hate the Yankees anymore. I feel like people just don't care as much. Mm, I don't know. I don't like the Yankees. You think people still but yeah, like the what- Yankees? Oh, yeah. I think that's just built into their DNA. Oh, they're built different, as the kids say. Built (laughs) different. different, Built to be created. The original evil empire, the New York Yankees. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.